Aromas, but I'm smoking. Side is in my tape deck. I'm moving in some Tunnel vision ain't seeing shit but the mission. Stuck off in a system that wants you dead or in prison. Gotta risk a life just in order to make a living. Hope you know that with them sharks is where you swimming. And I'm just sitting back, just peeping the shit. Estás escuchando el podcast con más huevos. Más huevos que los demás. It's the What Did He Said podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, thecancunlife.com. I guess I done sponsor my own podcast because that's what it is, thecancunlife.com, man. We have snapbacks, T-shirts, hoodies, all kind of custom stuff, man. One of my favorite classics is the is the black hoodie with the sarape pockets. Um, that's been one of our big sellers. It's got that streamlined cool little artsy look you know what i mean it don't have like a huge logo on it but we got all kind of stuff man beanies that say telosico on there uh snapbacks that say neighborhood sancho you know we're kind of off the wall with it but we want to give people stuff that you can't find at the walmart you know what i'm saying stuff you can't find at the hot topic or, or at the zoomies and things like that so if you're looking to get fly get fresh go check them out man the cancunlife.com also new big collection dropping in 2018 but right now our big sellers is a tamale season ugly christmas sweater go check it out the cancunlife.com it is december 29th friday and the new chico album is out chico by le dollar that's right the gentleman that brought you less is more you may know him from the boss hog outlaws camp you may have seen him on tour with currency working with freddie gibbs all types of artists and he's honed it down for the H. The merch, the gear, steak and shrimp is always fly. But today is 1229. His new album, Chico, is available now. Peep it, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you millennials find your music. Anyway, Ellie Dollar Sign, man. Y'all go check it out. And today, man, we sat down with him. We talked about everything he learned from working with Slim Thug, working with Currency, and just being in the game and hopping in the game and learning how to finesse it and, and just find an angle. And he's been steadily dropping heat, building up from working with DJ Mr. Rogers to a super producer, Happy P, to working with visual artist, Georgie. He got a crazy camp. He's representing Steak and Shit Records. I think you're going to enjoy it. If you're a musician, if you're an artist and you're coming up, you're gonna, he's going to talk about the whole progression and the buildup and having faith and the work ethic and how to be consistent. So this is a good one, man. All you rappers, get your notepads. L.E. Dollar Sign right here. What Did He Said podcast. Chico. <laughs> This is the sound of Houston weather punking the shit out of us. That's how I woke up this morning, man. This shit is so backwards. It's December, and the leaves are just now falling off the damn trees, man. Uh, we have L.E. Dollar Sign in the building, man. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for stopping by. What's going down, brother? He pulled up in, in, a, in a caravan of 50 <laughs> Jeeps, doors off. H-Town style. So you you originally from Houston, man? Nah, I'm from New Orleans originally, man. But I've been living out here since like I was 17. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've been back and forth. To, my mom lived in Tyler, Texas. So okay. I've been back and forth to Texas probably. My, I've lived in Texas longer than Louisiana, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the N-O. Yeah, so man. now I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping up with 
all the titles you dropping. Uh, how many titles do you drop a year, man? How many projects? Man, honestly, bro, I never plan on like a certain amount. Well, I previously didn't. Now I do. Like I try to do four a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause you know we independent, so one per quarter, basically. One, yeah, basically. Uh-huh. That that's that's how I want to do it. Uh-huh. This year I did four. It wasn't really like a quarterly thing. I just kind of figured it out. You know, like this year, like how I should do it, like with the quarters. Yeah. But this year I started in May. So you so, got a system. Yeah, now, now I kind of see how I can make it work, you know, just on the independent tip. And, you know, and then you can do little things in between, like little short EPs, probably mm-hmm. like between the project. And you don't even count those as... Nah, nah, especially like next year, I think I, I plan on doing like little three-track things mm-hmm. here, maybe like on a weekend and support, or like a little like Tuesday, be old Taco Tuesday. Call project. it a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's lit, man. Yeah, um, man. For one, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Step Brothers movie. Right. So Catalina Wine Mixer, that's probably not even the most recent one. It, it right now, yeah, it is. It okay, is. Right that's now. the last one that's actually out. I have one coming, but yeah, that's the last one that, that we And the dropped. one that's coming is called Chico. Yeah. Chico. Yeah, what yeah, explain yeah. the title. That's man. my nickname. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what the homies call me. Like a lot of the rap homies, like, you know, Gibbs. You know Gibbs. Uh-huh, like, yeah, you like, Gibbs yeah. All the homies in the industry, that's what they all know me as. Nobody really calls me less. What? Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Just, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so we just she kind of like Nas with the Esco thing, yeah. you know, like you know, Jay Hove. Everybody had their little alias, you know. What I'm so saying? so. I, I'm I'm predicting and assuming that with with um, with that alias, you're gonna kind of have a little bit of persona, like you're gonna go into the writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like what would Chico do? Chico's kind of like a, a a larger version of less. Like he's kind of like the more aggressive version. In the raps a little bit. That's more like the rapper less. Like, he more, he like, more brags. A yeah, bit. he a little bit like he he be on it a little harder than I do. You know what I mean? That's usually my hardest verses always kind of came from when I would say that, like say something about Chico Dude, or something Chico like that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, that's hard. Just bro. did a whole project on it. You know, that's hard. And then um, the Catalina wine mixer. I heard how there was like some samples in there or little. Yeah. Little stuff thrown, sprinkled in, and gave it that texture. And um, I mean, I instantly gave it a listen because the title alone caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's, that's like, oh, that's, that's from Step Brothers. You that's know what I mean? Like, you yeah, heard, like all yeah. the fans are like Step Brothers. That's for us. That's like I always call like people that in that into the things that we into us because it's like a lot of people won't get that. They're gonna be like, Catalina Wine. What? But if you a Step Brothers fan, Will yeah. Ferrell, or into the Seth Rogen things or comedy in general, you yeah. know. You know where that comes from, so. So roll up, smoke yep. up, yep. press play, yep. <laughs> press play on the music. That's Goodbye, dope, man. man. The soundtrack, yeah, and man. then also, man, props to you on your merch. Your merch is always oh, thank fly. You, bro. Thank you, bro. Next man. level, you know. That's my guy, Georgie, man. Shout out to Georgie. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Georgie, man. Go make sure you listen to his episode where he, where right. he gave us his um his point of view on life. He broke it down. <laughs> That's what's He's up, in the man. building too, being quiet. Shout out to Georgia, man. And you guys are neighbors of ours now. We'll be here for a few more months. Okay. And, uh, okay. We're we're looking to stay in the area, but this is the current podcast studio. And um, actually, uh, my girl attended. Well, I, I went with her. It's a clothing store mm-hmm. right there at. Uh, it's like the same building where y'all at. So it's like the retail portion. I think I did see. I think me and George seen them setting up, but we haven't been there yet. I think it's downstairs, right? And then yeah. little, like on the corner, like when you go around the corner. Is that the one, George? I think. Yeah, yeah. So y'all's y'all's office building. It's it's um it's part of that yeah, same complex. Yeah, yeah. It's above it. I think. Yeah. Dope, man. Yeah. Well, hey, congrats, man, because um you guys are really like carrying the torch 
of everything that was um, established here, independent wise, like you know, rap a lot and right, UGK yeah, and, yeah. and and everybody, so, you know, even Switcher House, everybody like that. And um, you're doing it your way. There's always that nice visual touch. It, everything's always like attention to detail. Yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. you know seems very thought out. And it's um because sometimes man artists release stuff in a way to where it almost uh, what's the word? It's almost like the, if the timing is wrong, you know what I mean, yeah, or yeah, if yeah. something's a little off, we're like, oh, well, the website went up yet, yeah, but we know yeah. we got the shirts coming, but yeah. the single might be up, you know. Yeah, and that was man, that was learning like throughout the years, like even from when I first started. Like shout out to my guy, Mister Rogers. I had to learn. He's not a real on-time guy, so I would always have like a plan of the way I wanted things to happen. Uh -huh. I'd be like, I'm gonna do this date and I promote this date, yeah. and I think it would be ready, and then he'd be ready three days later. Yeah. So yeah. once I kind of took a little bit more control, at least on how the projects come out, mm -hmm. and I would be, I would have them done. You know, that's how you're really supposed to be. <laughs> you have them done before you announce yeah. a date. So that's more like like me and George, we work like we get things done first. Yeah. We'll have a date between us of where we want it to happen. But, of course, we'll actually get it done now first. Get everything set up, put into the system, have a pre-order and all that stuff ready. Then you get, you know, along with that, your visuals, your rollout, your merchandise, everything together. I mean, Basically what the majors do. And, right, again, right. man, like, big, big props to y'all just on that. Like, not even talking about lyrics and yeah. pictures and none of that right now. Like, props on... Because... I, I'm like a veteran. Like yeah, I've yeah. been around, and I'm just now getting my shit in order to yeah. where I could say because you know I've shifted into comedy, but now with my team, it feels like our like we're already working on tour dates like all right, the way for right. next year. Right. Like the whole calendar's getting booked up, and um, you know, getting my podcast stuff in order. Shout out to Taylor. Taylor's here <laughs> assisting us. So I'm not the one pushing buttons. Like yeah, when, yeah. when Georgie was here, you know what I mean? So we slowly, we slowly getting our shit in order. But that's one thing, man, that like, I don't know if it's just wisdom or maturity or me slowly getting my ADD in check <laughs> to where like I would release stuff at a rapid fire pace, but it looked rushed rapid fire. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, hey man, you stay recording. But it has a nice little rollout to it, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which is usually the crazy thing is that's usually the thing that separates somebody that's signed to a big label or a major or somebody with a big staff. Yeah. That's what separates like the out the trunk people. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? And it's crazy because I get a I'll get approached by you know different executives or people behind the scenes and. A lot of them will be like, we didn't want to holler because we thought you were signed. Yeah. The way your stuff is presented. You don't scare like, people away. Yeah, man. I'm like, nah, <laughs> we just, this is how we work. You know what I mean? We're we not signing anybody. So, yeah, I mean, it, we learn from guys like you guys, you know, like Slim, everybody mm -hmm. that we've watched down here. Like you said, the Jay Princes, the Swisher Houses, the Suave Houses, everything, man, because, you know, it's easy to get you to start making a little bit of money and start doing like frivolous things, like going, you know, trying to get changed and, all that stuff. Yeah, I learned that too. And I learned it, that. It, uh, and I'm just way. lucky to like <laughs> to maybe start like getting my thing going. I'm like I'm 32, so it's like I'm getting my thing going a little. Like I'm not as young as everybody else. I've been hustling since I started rapping when I was 25. So, mm -hmm. you know, I really had to grind from sleeping in the back of a Sprinter van on tour with Slim and Crit. You know, like uh -huh. to and doing that for free and going on tour with Currency for free and. 
and having to fund a lot of things myself and then be broke and be hustling and, and, and putting your all into this to where you learn like, okay, this is how I'm going to do this, this is how I'm going to do that. And when you actually start making money instead of like, oh, let me go get a chain and go put a nice little lease on the bench so I can look like all the other yeah, rappers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nah, let's catch, go do yeah. this. Let's go try to do, you know, you know, let's just try to build up something so we have something later on, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> because because y'all have y'all system already, it's almost like there's certain aspects of major label. Um, it's like it's a, they could bring a lot, but mm-hmm. but you know I don't want you uh, put your whole game plan out there when it comes to negotiating with a major. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like if a major, if Clive Davis or somebody with a, were to walk in right now, like would you be like, look, man, I need creative control. For sure. All I need is distribution. Give For me sure. some a marketing budget. Yep. Put me on a tour. Like, right. what? What does that all look like? I, I mean, really, that's all it is. It's like all that they could do for me at this point is, like I said, maybe tour with a bigger artist that's on their label to, you know, bring in their they fan base. Radio is always going to be something that the majors kind of have on lock right now. Um, there's certain things in the streaming world that they kind of starting to try to lock down, like these playlists and. These rap caviar playlists on Spotify, like where you're guaranteed to get millions of streams if you're put onto these playlists and get into all these fans' ears. That's that, like the new radio. That's pale. the new radio, like like certain streaming playlists. You know what I mean? Um, of course, you know a marketing budget, but that's still like with a major. That's still a funny situation because really that's just up to how much you want to spend on PR as an independent because really we all have the same channels at this point. Yeah. The only thing different that they might be able to do is snatch a bunch of billboards and TV spots and radio spots but other than that as far as the internet it's a level playing field. Uh-huh. A major could be at the top of world stars so can an independent. A major could have banners on every uh, website blog out there but so can an independent. So it's really about just finding the right, you know, PR. You know all this, man, just the right PR, the right people that'll put you in the places where your fans are and, you know, just yeah. open those different and doors. Then, and then sometimes it just depends, too, because uh, when I signed uh, a distribution deal with Asylum, I was like, yeah, I'm going on tour with Boosie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening it up for Mike Jones or yeah, whoever, yeah. whoever they had over there, but nah. Yeah. So there's obviously levels. Yeah, it got to be guarantees, man. Like, I, w- I would need creative control. I need, like, you can't tell me when I'm putting out stuff because you see how I work now. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to be like, that's my thing. Even when other rappers tried to want me to be part of their situation, like when other rappers would try to, like, you know, get me to be a part of their label and didn't work out, it would be because you're telling me to hold off on my project so you can put out this other guy's project, but that shit don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your like, fans are, yeah, it's like fans. like I, I, we have things that we have to get accomplished, and I'm not on your schedule. We still coming up, so you can't tell me like, don't put out this tape because such and such is putting out his tape this month. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just it it just I don't even with a major label, I wouldn't want to be told, well, we can't push you out because we're putting out Ariana Grande this month. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? What I'm the like, fuck? I don't, I don't care, yeah. bro. Like I don't. Me and our fans are. And we finna boycott Ariana. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Have all your uh, fans leaving little shrimp emojis <laughs> on Ariana shit. <laughs> Going in. Ta 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 ta. All these shrimp. You know what? Putting a dozen shrimps on don't your hate plate. Hey, Ariana, Mac, my homeboy. Though. Shout out to her. Oh, Mac, Mac. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's Mac her name? Miller. Mac. Yeah. Mac uh, what's her name? Miller. Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac yeah. Miller. I was finna say Mac Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job catching that one. 
You know what I'm saying? Got me a little pop diva. Right. You know, a little side hustle pop diva. Getting a piece of that advance. Right. And uh, he he's uh, he's an independent. He was. I think he signed a real big deal. Though. Like, uh, I think they gave him that bag. They had like, to. Yeah, they they gave him that bag. They so. had to. <laughs> he chilling. You see, he on. The, he just tore and be with Ariana. So yeah, he got. He needed. And he young too. People don't realize how young Mac is. Like Mac, like might be twenty four, twenty five. But he's been in the game like seven years now. So you know. Eating. Yeah. Doing um big theaters and yeah. arenas. Yeah, and- all around the globe. That's like crazy. Everywhere you go. And that's a, that's an example of like you know when you when you have um when you have your fan base, you have your vision, you you uh you're coming up with your sound and boom, you put them systems and processes in place and yeah. then essentially like you said, it's a level playing field. So boom, you go viral on some shit. Right. Now you're right. selling buku tickets and sweatshirts right. and snapbacks right. and And that's crazy cuz it seems like that might be the one thing that we may be missing, and not to say it's a bad thing. I notice a lot of things that blow up artists these days is like a viral moment. Like I know this might sound crazy, but I never forget the day I watched Kevin Gates blow up. Like he was already buzzing, uh-huh. but the day that he got on his phone and yelled out "Real niggas eat booty," ah, like I, well, we it's a joke, but we watched it happen. Like yeah. he went from just like, and once he realized, oh, me talking to my phone gets all these people. Tuned in. The next thing you know, his profile was just every day talking, 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 talking. talking, talking. Then everybody tuned in. Then his interviews get more views, and then he turned into this character. Because he like goes viral. Then yeah. his music took off because his music was good. So, well, you know, I, I speak from firsthand experience because this is something I kind of wrestle with. Yeah, which is you, you know, you're doing great. It's always, as you know, it's always good to have that steady simmer, to yeah. use the food metaphor. Yeah. You don't want to burn shit out. Right. You don't want to get burnt out. Like, you don't you don't want to release, like, you know, I think quality control is, like, a big thing that even, like I said, as a veteran, where sometimes, you know, I got to take a little step back and just be like, well, just because I'm jamming this shit right now doesn't mean it has to come out tomorrow. Because right, 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 my little right. ADD kicks in, you know? Right. So with that being said, um, sometimes, you know, it's good to be under underneath a lot of people's radars and always have, you know, the music and yeah. everything speak for itself. Because like you said, you run the risk of, you know, I guess becoming a, a character. Exactly. A and that, that's my favorite artist, bro. None of them are like that, you know. Mm-hmm. The Jay Z's, the 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 UGK. I mean, Pimp was a character, but still, yeah. it was still morally with him. It was more about the music, you know what I mean. So, all my favorite artists, they were just hustlers and rappers. They didn't like Jay. You don't didn't in his prime. There was no character part of it. There was no like he barely does, he barely does interviews. Yeah, like that, you didn't really hear him talk much. It wasn't really much. Talking about eating booty and yeah, exactly. It wasn't no like internet moment. That he he didn't get on the phone. Was like Beyonce like a booty ache. Yeah, and even like <laughs> even when he could have used Beyonce as a platform, he'd be like, "Nah, that's my homegirl." You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like uh-huh. they was dating, but he would just be like, "Nah, we just we just yeah. cool." Like yeah. they didn't know we didn't know for sure. They were I mean, married. We've seen and them shit. together, oh, but they was pop- married. Yeah, then he was like, "Oh, okay, this is a real thing." <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like I respect people who just like you know put the their work first, you know what I mean? I always felt like that was a Houston thing too. Nobody down here, like everybody here just hustlers. That's mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. Like, I remember when they, like, back when y'all were all on the MTV, um, when they came out here and they, like, did a segment with everybody, like, I remember you had, like, you had Pop Struck yeah. and you Hell had yeah. tamales. It's like, everybody was hustling. Hell like, yeah. everybody, like, they just doing some I, sort of hustling. We I, didn't have nothing else but that, hustlers. Yeah, I took MTV to the taco trucks. I had a Sway out there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Eating tamales and shit. But I mean, that's like we showing them the hustle like everywhere else. I mean, no offense nowhere else. There's a lot of like Atlanta full of hustlers. But like right now, I feel like like this era of rap, you seeing like the, uh, what's the little chick that um, catch me outside getting record deals and the bunk gang dude. Who is that? The, the dude that just runs around doing like ignorant stuff, like go destroy somebody's store. And then he got a record deal? They're getting deals. It's crazy. It has nothing to do with music. It's all about popularity. Like Moment it's about like just that that viral thing. It's like, oh, you have two million followers, then we should be able to get at least two million streams. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, I guess that's that part of show business where some stuff just kind of is illogical. Yeah. It's logical in, in one way, yeah. but it's like you know the culture is like a whole separate thing. So. Yeah. Like I always tell people, man, um, obviously work on your craft and the talent is going to carry you. But when you get into the business, there's all this other admin, managerial, mm -hmm. meeting, conference call, email, uh, you know, the rollout, the, the meet, all that. That's a huge, that's a huge part of it that you got to kind of train your mind because once you get to a certain level, it's not about. Like, you don't get to just hang out and just be at the studio. Like, you got to right. now be places. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. could get annoying. It, yeah, it can. But, you know, it's just, man, that major situation and, and just being in that world, I think all that's going to change pretty soon because it's just people get tired. You know, it, it just things change. Like, over time, certain things die out. And I feel like when things get too redundant and music start gets too disposable, people start wanting like more, more substance. Hungry for you know what I mean? And I feel like that's coming. You know, it always comes back around. Substance never dies. Like people always be like, "Oh, real hip hop is not getting the love it deserves." And I'd be confused because I'm like, all the biggest, richest, highest touring rappers are very good rappers. Yeah, J. Yeah, Cole yeah. is dope. Yeah, <laughs> Kendrick is dope. Big Sean is dope. Like that. Yeah, Jay Z is. Almost fifty and like killed it this year. You know what I mean? He's showing that there's longevity in mm -hmm. hip hop now. He's like one of the first to show us you can be almost fifty and drop music that people from fifty to eighteen and under are listening to. No shit. So you know, I thought I thought Jay Z was more for like my little generation, like you know. Nah, I mean, yeah, me you, too. Where you're yeah. starting to get check in on your Medicaid and. Oh, I think that Jay Z knew the new uh did the new Jigger just drop. Yeah, man. <laughs> on a stoop somewhere. Yeah, man. And it, but you know it's cool to go like I remember in one week uh out here, I think I, my homies, I'm cool with ASAP Mob, and they came out here and had a show and I went to their show and seen that crowd. And then um for my birthday I got myself tickets for the four forty four show and it went to that show and seen that crowd. crowd. And it's just People so sitting down. crazy to see the difference. You know what I mean? Like, in the different crowds within hip-hop. Because, like, at that Rocky show, it was, like, predominantly, you know, white. You know what I'm saying? And Mexican. And then, younger? Then, yeah, younger, of course. Like, babies in the crowd. Yeah. That's all uh -huh. you see. I remember, like, they even said, uh, like, a certain high school, like, the whole school came pretty wow. much. Because they did it for um for Harvey. Uh -huh. You know, they had brought, like, a whole high school out there, too. So, there's nothing but kids. 
packed wow. though, like uh -huh. completely packed. Crazy. And then you go, and energy's crazy. And then you go to a four forty four show. It is like grown and sexy night. Like yeah. I felt like I, I may have been the youngest person yeah, in there, uh, bro. Welcome to the thirty up club. <laughs> For real. Yeah, but it was live. It was, it was popping, like a, you know. It was like a poetry night. Like yeah, you clap man. like this. Exactly, exactly. Good job, Jay Z. <laughs> but it's so player just to see, like, man. And then this is not, this is really two completely different ends of the spectrum because this isn't even the Kendrick in like the 25 to the 35 crowd, you know, the J. Cole 25 to 35 crowd. Like, like, this is like, okay, the super young, then these are the older cats because I'm telling you, I felt like I was one of the younger people at the Jay Z show. Wow. But it's just dope to see like rap. Yeah, have that like it's just so many different lanes now, and everybody can eat. That's why I be wondering why people even hate on each other these days because it's just like it's so much. It's really no reason for it. Everybody can have their lane. Everybody can do their thing, and everybody can pretty much like you know. There's just enough for everybody, and it's really dope to see all these different things exist under one genre. You know, what what are some of your hottest markets right now? Right now, I mean, of course, Houston, and then LA is probably the second, then Chicago. For, wow, for my land and yeah, that's so, dope, man. Yeah. You're hitting three different like coasts. Yeah, it's yeah, the West, yeah. the, the third coast, and then the mid, you know, the Midwest. Yeah. And then a lot of my relationships in the game pretty much help with that too, because like most of my most of the people that have reached out and I've done features with and things like that are like LA artists, or you know like then I've been working with Freddie and touring and stuff, and he's more of a Chicago based mm -hmm. dude. And all of a sudden you just see now that Chicago fan base just start to go up. Even one time I went out there and tour with Currency, and I think that might have been it's crazy actually. Baltimore, and Chicago was like two of the first places where the love was so crazy. I was just kind of like, oh shit. You know, Trip they knew all the words. Like, yeah. people were just, like, crazy excited. I was like, wow. Like, I had no clue the first time up there. So it's really cool to see, like, how the internet gets your music places well, you've never been. What was it like touring with a Currency? It was cool, man. A lot of smoke. <laughs> a lot of smoke, you know what I mean? But it's a real cool experience, man, because, you know, I always looked up to dude. Like, we had our little differences, and we went different ways. But I definitely always respected dude and respect his, um, you know, his come up. And, um, you know, it was a good opportunity, you know what I mean? And yeah, you weren't signed to them? Nah, 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 nah. They, we wanted, they wanted to, but it's just we had some differences on how I wanted. Like I said, I, I'm not really. Mm -hmm. I worked kind of too hard to be. Like, I, I started off, like, my first situation was with uh, the first guys to help me, and it's still to this day I'm part of, it's the boss I got loves. Mm -hmm. So it took me a, a lot of mixtapes to become, like, Slim Thug, in the Boss Hog Outlaws, and it became Slim Thug, J-Dog, Les. You know, I had a name. Mm -hmm. So when somebody wants me to be a part of their situation, I've actually built up a name. I had just done like one of my first sold out shows, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. then you want to kind of put me back into that, like your name and the guys. Uh -huh. I'm not trying to be the guys. The part you know of what I mean? Like clique. I'm trying to, I, we have a thing going on. I have, a, I have a team, I have a squad. I got the people that I all want to see eat and do well. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather not just be the guys. I'd rather just, do my thing. Well, yeah, know? that's a, it takes um a lot of courage and like wisdom to be able to tell somebody who's a homie yeah. and that you respect to be like, hey man, I'm kind of trying to do what you're doing. Right, right, basically. right, right. And, and you know, and some people get it. You know what I mean? Like it just and some people want you to be up under them. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like people want you to be up under them because they want to keep you where you at. Sometimes you know what I mean? Like it could be a competitive thing, but. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like, like I said, it's enough for everybody out here. And I think everybody, like, even I had a homeboy hit me the other day that I'm working with. He's like, man, we could put a project out under you. But I was like, nah, man, I'll just show you how to put it out on your own. 
Yeah. I don't want any of your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't want everybody working under me. I want people to work with me. You know what I mean? I want people to all get their money. I, that boss stuff is cool, but I'd rather just everybody eat. Like, I'd rather be knowing somebody come around and I, I help them in some form or fashion to figure out what they wanted to do mm-hmm. and, like, get paid off of how they, you know, what their passion is. Uh, how'd you meet uh, and hook up with Mr. Rogers? And um, I had tried to put out, this is when I first started, I was just hustling, like, a little tape, little demo thing that I did. And, um... I just pressed up like I bought my own burners and stuff like that, and just pressed up a thousand of them, did my own little covers, and this was like in '09, and I was just handing them out, handing them out, handing them out, until I like ran out, and uh, nothing really happened from it. <laughs> but I was just trying to put it in the right person's hands, and one of my homies was a club promoter, and they used to book Rogers as a DJ, so he gave it to Rogers. He never reached out. But we ended up running into each other at a store called Sucker Punch that was open out here at the time. And um, my homeboy approached him. He was like, hey, man, you didn't get to hear my man's shit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, I did. He said, you less? I was like, yeah. And then he was like, yo, bro, I really did get stuff. I'm going to send you some beats tonight. I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At that point, I was kind of like, this shit ain't yeah. the pipe dream. It ain't going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, he sent me the beats. And this is when I was, like, hungry. I mean, I'm still hungry and shit, but, like, this was... Me really, really trying to, you know, get it going. And then, like, he sent me 10 beats, and I think maybe, like, two days later, he had 10 songs. Nice. And that ended up being um, the Settle for Less Volume 1 project that we dropped, like, uh, it was, like, December 2009 going into 2010. And that was, like, my first official project. And um, that's how we met, man. He was just like, yo, I like your stuff. He told me he was going to send some beats. I thought he was bullshitting. He mm-hmm. sent them. And, like, he was one of my, I liked his beats because I loved what he did for Swain. Mm-hmm. With Trey, mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, yo, this shit's crazy. And he had uh, Tops Drop, um, Boss of All Bosses. That was like two of my favorite songs just at that time. And I knew he made the beats, and he did some other cool stuff with Trey. And I just really liked his style. So it was just kind of crazy that we ended up even like, that ended up being my go-to guy, because I already was into his beats, and everything just meshed so easy. And that was like my first time even having access to beats that weren't an instrumental. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I was always rapping over like, the little J Arms mixtape instrumentals oh, yeah, that you could yeah, get yeah. with the little sound effect on it yeah. and shit. But yeah, man. And we did that. And I didn't know anything about putting out like I had a Twitter. I had like maybe a hundred followers, you know. I would just be terrorizing my friends on Twitter. I didn't really know it was like a a, a platform. Thing, a platform. Yeah. Like I wasn't aware of like this whole internet thing. I was still buying the tapes and I mean buying the CDs and physically handing them out. And he put out the project, like he didn't tell me. Like he just put it out like on December, like the end of December one day. He was like, yo, man, this shit did like twenty five hundred downloads. I'm what like, what did he put it on? Like what do you mean? Man, this is back when we used to just do the media fire links. Like he oh, just okay. posted it on Twitter. You know he, what yeah, I mean? Like, I, there was no Instagram. Like the Instagram may have just started. I just didn't have one. And he put it out and he was like, Yo, we did twenty five hundred downloads. And I'm like, dang, it took me like two months to hand out a thousand, a thousand. CDs, you yeah. know what I mean? It cost a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm like, it's all, and I'm watching the reaction on like, and then it got on some blogs and, and I'm just watching the reaction to people and I'm like, oh shit, like this is an immediate thing. The so feedback. Yeah, yeah, the feedback. So I'm like, oh, okay, right back to recording. And <laughs> went back in my closet at the crib, set up the mic, got more beats, just started churning shit out. And then, you know, like I just said, I seen that immediate reaction. So that's when I got the light bulb went off. I'm like, okay, I could just keep doing this. And like, 
I might get 10 fans off this project. I might earn 20 more on this next one. I might get 100 more on the next one. Just, you know, just keep pushing. And that that's what really, like, started that whole, you know, direction that I went in yeah. that I'm going in now. What's one of the things you learned from uh, Slim Thug? Don't stop. He was the one that told me, like, just don't stop. I think, like, like, don't don't, don't listen to nobody. Because he would be like, you know, there would be times, you know, like, I was always a different one over there. Like, I was... I, like Ray was the one that was like, "Yo, I want you to be part of BHO. I love how you hustle, whatever." Rayface, Rayface. Yeah, that's like both of these dudes are like like blood big brothers to me, like big in their rap, mm-hmm. and they just took me in. And you know, BHO don't really take people in. Like it was a big deal to people that I was just like not even born and raised on the north side, and they wanted me over there. You know what I mean? And um, man, both those guys, bro, they just told me, "Don't stop. Don't listen to nobody." You know what I mean? Like you in have, terms of like, like my style. You know what I okay. mean? Like, cause there would be times that I, like people would want me to change my style to fit in on certain BHO records. Like if they would do a record that I felt was a little bit, you know, too tough. And not saying that I ain't. It's just I didn't want to promote that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it was like uh, kind of killing and yeah, yeah. brick dealing going on, and yeah. I was just kind of like nah. I'll you, do the next and, one. You know what I mean? sitting there like, what rhymes with banana clip? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, <laughs> Extended yeah. Uzi with Yeah, the- <laughs> it's just like, I, I'll just do the next song, man. Because, you know, I don't, I grew up around that for real. So it's just kind of like, yeah. nah. You it's know, like, I just yeah. don't want that energy, man. I just yeah. see like, what, you know, I'm, just, I'm a believer to- in the energy you put out, you get. You know what I mean? So, you know, I was just like, nah. And they were always like that, you know what I mean? Like they really, really respected that. Like y'all got the smoking records, I'm there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, they, the riding records, I'm there. The introspective stuff, I'm there. The hustling stuff, I'm there. But like anything that you know, y'all killing niggas and shit, I'm good on. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? People respect that, man. Anytime you like decline with gratitude, yeah, man. Yeah. That sometimes I'm trying to give you an example, man. And I mean, even at that time, like Ray was just always one of them dudes. He, you know, Ray a real guy. He really out the street, so he like he respects that way more. He's like, see, that's how you supposed to be. He's like, these niggas come ahead talking about a bunch of shit, and they're not even about none yeah. of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, and it's not that it, we not about any of that. It's just like I just don't want to promote that. You know what I mean? That's just not my thing. You know what I mean? It's just it's enough going on out here. You know what I mean? Like you know, we we need to talk about some other stuff. I want people to like. Feel good when they listen to my music. So, so you hooked up with uh, Mr. Rogers. You linked up with Boss Hog Outlaws. Yep. At what point did you set up like steak and shrimp? Man, um, it was at uh, it was 2013. It was at kind of like at that point where Boss Hog was like everybody was kind of it was just kind of dispersing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember people used to be like, "You left BHO." I was like, "No, I didn't." Like Slim started Boss Life. Mm-hmm. Ray kind of fell back from the music thing, wanted to do some different things, and I mean, I was having, I was fresh, you know. I was like, I can't just stop, yeah. you know what I mean. So, actually, Rogers was one of the people um, we we were doing. Um, we did a project called uh, "The Struggle Continues." It was part two of the Beautiful Struggle, and I had a song with Slim and Paul called "Steak and Shrimp," and we just did a shirt and put it on there, and it did real well. And they were just like, yo, we should, you know, make this like a little closing line merch thing. And, you know, we just went and did the LLC and all that stuff like that, got the business done. And man, like I said, Slim had started Boss Life. Ray had fell back. And I mean, I think that's just, well, we had to got that. Uh, then we just, we just went with it. Like, you know, it, it took us a minute. I think the first time we put out something was like, I think it was my birthday. We had did a pop-up shop. I had a project called Grant, was it Grant Turismo? 
Yeah, it was Gran Turismo, and this was 2013. So I was wearing it. I remember, I think the first time I wore a steak and shrimp shirt was um, in a video with Slim that Georgie shot called Opulence. Mm -hmm. And I wore this shirt, and that was like in August of 2013. And we were kind of just like wearing things here and there. And then um, Gran Turismo came out in December of that year. And that's like when we debuted, um, we had a little pop-up shop and released thing for Gran Turismo and the show. And that's pretty much where that whole thing kind of started. So it was a show and you yeah. had like... Your it was like our, like how we always do our rollouts, man. We we had a, um we had the show scheduled before the project even came out. Like people hadn't even heard the project. We had a show, pop-up project. And the pop-up is there at the, venue, at the show? No, nah, we did a pop-up listening party. Like before the project came out. And then I think like a week and a half or maybe two weeks later, we did a show at Warehouse Live. Mm. And yeah, it, it was a good turnout, man. That was probably, that's, that's when I like, I think even like even George, I think that's when we all kind of like realized we could kind of do this thing yeah, without, you know, people helping us type shit. You know what I mean? It's so, like that's yeah. when you saw like, hey, this, this it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we don't need like, I don't even think anybody came in the show, no other rappers. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just, just us. It was like, it, to this day, that's one of my favorite shows I've ever done. It wasn't the most packed. It was, it was just special. Because mm -hmm. it was just like, that was my first time I was, I felt like I was ready to lace up my boots and do what I'm doing now. Like I was like, okay, we just got to put the work in. We just keep doing what we're doing and it'll grow, you know. And then a, a lot of, like... Cars seem to be like a theme in some yeah. of your projects. Yeah. Uh, what's I, that about? Well, I mean, we make riding music, number one. That's probably like one of the main things. I make stuff that you get in your car, listen to, make you think, you know, or just vibe to, even if you don't want to think. And um, then we're passionate about cars. Like, we, mm -hmm. like, especially me and George, we like different things from imports to American muscle. I'm pretty sure you come to the the studio or one of our cribs, Velocity Channel is going to be on. We always watching that. And I mean, like right now we in our Jeep phase. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We all we just go through our car phases, man. We just, we like, you know, we getting cars. That's why I come up. I listen to, I really don't even listen to music. I listen to like instrumentals all day I in my gonna car. Say, I listen to engines. Oh, no, no, no. I just like, <laughs> nah, I just ride and is listen that to instrumentals. Camaro? Yeah, I just listen to instrumentals in the car all day, man, just to feel it. You know, we, this is Houston, man. You you know, you y'all guys had the whips. Mm -hmm. And then we grew up watching dudes like y'all. And it's just like y'all always had the slabs. Y'all always had, it's Houston, man. We got to travel. Like, you know, you're not, it's, it's not, not a subway. Yeah, type of we city. don't, you're not playing to be on a bus out here. <laughs> so, you know, it's just all about riding. And the thing is, like, I'm big on it. I grew up in that whole Fast and Furious era. Uh -huh. Like, I was like in maybe like coming out of middle school, going into high school when that movie came out. And um, it definitely did a lot for all the kids who only had Hondas. It made you feel like, oh shit, I can go somewhere yeah, with four yeah. cylinders. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it makes you start like reading the import magazines and getting into that. Then you learn about that, and you like, oh, but I like these big block motors better. And then I grew up around a lot of cars. My uncles used to race like drag race, like old Camaros and stuff. He still does. So it's just you know, it's a passion and like pretty much taking that things that we really like in our lives, just like the Catalina wine mixer. I, um, I probably watch Step Brothers more than any movie in my life. So it's only right that I did that for that because that's like then like we do a project called Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. That's something that I, that was my favorite system of all time. Something we really into. You know, if I do something about tacos, I mean that's just what I like. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. Z, I got a song called Zebra Cakes. It's 
my favorite ah. snack. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it just, yeah, even with the cars, man. The little Debbie? Yeah. It's just like, it's good to have like a little niche, little things that people relate to. Like we did a project called E36. That was like the first car driven project. And E36 is actually the chassis model of the uh, particular BMW I'm talking about. They were made from like uh, 93 to like 99. Yeah, specific. Yeah, like real but, specific. Yeah, um, a lot of people know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> they were like, what the hell is E36? But it but, sounds fly. <laughs> but it opened the door to so many people that did know what I was talking about that may have never heard of my music. Yeah. They're like, yo, you into this too? And like, you well, know. It, it, it's genius because um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a branding strategy, like a marketing type of strategy yeah. where, like you said, it's something that's true to you. You're not just randomly right, pulling right, out right. an E thirty six thing right. out of thin air. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, there's so many niches and, and uh, different ways of, that people tap into certain interests, and right. and for you know it, boom, it's like they all raise their ear up, like oh. Somebody say E36? Right, 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 like, right. Oh, that's for me. And then you like putting on, you putting some people, like I've legitimately watched kids make that their first car. You know what I mean? Or watch people be so proud when they actually go out and get it. They're not expensive. But it's like I made something that maybe somebody thought was lame as hell. Cool. Because, you know, like coming from like a boss hog background, it's all about getting money. Big Bentley, Slim got the Big Bentley, everybody got the Phantoms, whatever, whatever. But I didn't, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to lie, you know what I'm saying? And I have interest. So it's like, I'm not going to front about what I'm into. Like, I'm going to leave the house, I want y'all to see me. And if this is what I'm in, I'm proud of to be in this. And then I made it cool to where people actually want one too. You know what I Man, mean? Man, I, I just I just cop something real gangster that you may want to <laughs> peep... Uh, for one of your projects, it's a uh, IKEA got a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> With the off-white IKEA, yeah, the little beige IKEA. IKEA but you know what? Fancy now, man, they, they're doing I, I gotta complain about it though, man, because you know how I had to self-assemble. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is like you ride that hole once, and next thing you know, the seat done slid down or the handlebars. You got to go back and tighten up uh, shit. But you know that's me being a uh, old head, uh, worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Worried about Mother Nature and shit like that, but I guess that I don't know. That's my little hipster phase, man. But I like living like here in this area, like yeah, close, yeah. close to everything. Like, oh, you could walk to independent coffee shops, you know, depending which direction you want to walk in or whatever. And so, and you know, especially like when we travel and stuff, uh, we we either for the road for shows and stuff. Yeah, we like to peep like the real culture and like nothing against the suburbs and stuff, but. Like sometimes we'll purposely stay at an Airbnb just to get a little bit of like a vibe of Portland. You no, don't want to be real. at a Holiday Inn no, in Portland. Like, it's like when we go on tour, it used to irk me when everybody stayed on a bus when we would go to the city. Cause I'm like, yo, I've never let's been here. Yeah. Like, let's get out. Let's check. Why would we go to a place we've never been in and just sit on a bus and get high all day? Let's. Like I remember, I went to Seattle. First thing I did was catch an Uber to uh, Kirk Cobain's crib. You oh, yeah, I mean? Kirk like, Cobain. I thought yeah. you said Kirk Cobain. Oh, no, no, no. no. no shout <laughs> I said, out to damn, he got, a, like, he got a crib in Seattle, too? What the no, hell shout he out to him, no. But now nah, I went straight to Kirk Cobain's oh, crib. Oh, his house? Like, yeah, he has a house out there, and there's a bench where all, where all the fans go to outside the house where he used to go smoke cigarettes, and everybody signs the bench. Is that is that the house where, after he blew up or before? No, this is the house where he took his life. It's like oh, the house he lived the house, in. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they say, you know, 
what's her name, Courtney? Yeah. Some people say she has some something to you do. You seen with a that. documentary yeah. on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty well, crazy, some right? Some adding up. Yeah, but you never know, man. You know, either way, man. You know how it is, cause I, like you, you're somebody, so you know how things get misconstrued and stories get made up. Like I'm sure you've dealt with a rumor about yourself before. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like, I, imagine I, with I heard I died. It's crazy <laughs> stuff, but just imagine with like like you hear crazy stuff about Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah. They're probably so regular. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? People be like, oh, they, they're Illuminati. They're doing a the blood sacrifice like, yeah, like, right they're now. They're probably, you know, like watching Netflix like we do right now. They're just on another level of life, but people don't have anything to do but talk about them. So I feel like even with Kirk O'Main and Courtney Love, you know, speculation just makes people do, you know, they come up what they want to come up with. Especially when you like, for one, you know, he was larger than life. Right, right. right Number right. one, off top. Iconic, straight um, up. And and even and then people have an imagination. Yeah. So even if you're not like larger than life icon, people still be thinking like, man, where your entourage at? Man, right. man, what you doing at HGB? Bitch, I need some milk. <laughs> For real, straight like, up. What the like, fuck? You, you don't be sending stuff. people. <laughs> man, you like onions too, man? What the hell? Like it's hell crazy. No. I remember I seen Jay Z and Beyonce like in real life at a a Best Buy on the southeast. What? Yeah. On a forty-five and a sixteen. Over there by me tomorrow. Oh damn! Way down there. Yeah, way what? down there. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, my my hood over there. Like like why like, you know like anybody they were just be like, there. And I'll never forget because at this time, um, Kingdom Come had just came back out. He had just came back to rapping, and they had one of his songs on the radio, and he had this big, huge white dude with an earpiece with him. But they was chilling. Like his yeah. security, like like it was off in the cut. Like yeah. they was just doing normal people shit. Nobody yeah. was violent. I mean, people from a distance were like, "What the fuck? The fuck? Are you serious?" Yeah, but like. I remember when his songs came on, he just started turning all the knobs up on the stereo, trying to be funny and laugh. Turn him up? Yeah, like I didn't, nobody bothered. I didn't even, I'm like, that's my number one rapper. I didn't even bother him because you could tell they were just having such a normal yeah. thing. Like, it was like, why is it crazy? Go over but it was just crazy to see. I'm like, I'm in the Southeast. But I'll meet them all. Like, why is Jay Z and Beyonce here? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they got a little bit of taco grease. I think which truck I know they came from. I seen them on Edgebrook. For real. You know what's crazy? Like you said about security. Um, one time I hung out with Diddy. He did a party out here, and that's back when he was signing. He was trying to do Bad Boy Latino or whatever. Yeah. That never did anything. <laughs> that's why I didn't sign it. But anyway, his security, like everybody came down from, uh, they were staying at Hotel Derek by yeah. the gallery. When it was time, I kept looking at my watch like, hey, man, are you going to go to your own party? Yeah. Like, it's like one in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, finally, they're getting dressed. Boom. We all go down. And then as soon as the elevator doors open, now, because up there you see the cop that's in the hallway, yeah. you know, there's like the police, and then you come down, and then it's um, then it's the plain dress, like Secret Service looking, yeah, yeah. you know, the white boys, and right. it's like, okay, who, this is the ex-Navy SEAL looking yeah, dude, yeah. but they looking regular, that's when we hop in the, in the bourbons with the cops and the police escorts, and they running red lights and all that. We finally get there, and sure enough, you know, once you're in that little section, you would never think that these like random yeah. white boys are yeah. the ones that'll probably They'll break your neck. Yes, <laughs> like that's the real goons. Like they like you said, ex Navy SEALs, ex military, like shit. just real. Uh, they the real hired security, the real hired guns, man. They do their job. That dude with Jay, like I think he was with him for years too. Like, I used to see him in pictures, man. You can tell that dude, like. He don't play. He just looked like he was just like a ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and he was a big guy. He had to be like 6'4", like 6'5". He went little, you know, so. Crazy, though. Yeah. 
That's another reason nobody went bothering. <laughs> just, yeah. But he was in the cut. You could tell. I mean, I've seen some people, like, some people, of course, I mean, they're going to go say hi, and he wasn't tripping. Like, they was yeah. like, hey. But, you know, how it is, like, one person go, then too many people start, and I just didn't want It becomes a thing. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I seen uh, Beyonce's mom over there by uh, Premium Goods. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't bother <laughs> her, no. I didn't yeah, bother man. Her. That's the queen so, of the H. So when when is your next project drop? Uh, on the thirtieth, we have one more man. It'll be four for the year, man. Chico drops on the thirtieth. We haven't announced it yet. We're gonna do it like okay. tonight, so y'all getting it first. Well, damn, <laughs> yeah, we better hurry yeah. and leak this podcast, yeah, man. Because I'm looking forward to the Chico project because you know, like like I said, that's like the alter ego, yeah. the braggadocio. And, then, and then the homies that, that heard this, I'm like rapping my best on it, so. Nice. I mean, I get, like, right now, all the homies, a lot of homies say it every time I put out the project, which is a blessing because it's, like, it's good to not be going backwards. We want to go forward. We want to progress. So, but I still think we have, I, I know I haven't done my best work yet. I'm still. That's know. every artist, though, yeah. man. Yeah. We always, you know, I mean, hell, look look at Jay-Z. Like right. you said, kingdom come, yeah. and then he's still going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like this, this right now, like it was better than a lot of his. Like I, I like this. I wasn't a big fan of the Magna Carta, you know all this. Oh, stuff. that's the one that uh, that came out on Sprint, on the Samsung like thing joint oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, one of those. I just I wasn't a big fan of those projects. It, it was the same around the same time Kanye dropped the uh, the one the without an answer. Yeah, the no, not Yeezy. Yeah, you're right, Yeezus. Yeezus. Yeah, yeah, I like Kanye too. So when you're when you're um going through your creative process and like you just released a project and now you're going to start, you know, you're already gearing towards the next one. How do you know, like, what's the inspiration mode to where you're like, all right, I got it. We're going to go with Chico and this is how I picture it and everything. Um, I know that's like an idea we've been sitting on for a while. So we're just waiting for the right time to use it. And then I talk to George a lot about it because we have like a lot of other things that we'll have in the clip. A lot of other ideas that we want to execute. Like, we had one that we wanted to do in December, but it was just like the timing wasn't right. You know what I mean? It was just like, wow, we got, even in November, we had what we wanted to do, but it was just like, now nah, we can't rush that. You know what I mean? Let's wait. Or like, now nah, we want to do this and this and this for this project, so let, let's do that right. You know what I mean? Just certain things, certain times of the year, certain vibes. You just, you got to go off just everything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously, you work. Closely with Georgie. Yeah. What What are some things that like? Well, you know what Georgie's good at. He thinks in this way, whereas I'm not as organized in that department, and that's yeah. why you bounce ideas or. Yeah, I mean it's just like man, we, we like a two headed monster, and then there's three because I mean I, I, I gotta bring in Happy. Happy is definitely Happy another yeah, big part yeah. of the puzzle. Like he doesn't produce on every project. I was just at dinner with him last night. We were meeting about next year and next year's moves. Like he's. Actually, like, I should, we need to bring him up now because really, like, Happy is probably, like, like everybody's helped. Rogers was a huge part. Ray Face was a huge part. Slim was a huge part. But no lie, Happy is the one who really, like, showed me the way. Musically? Like, like or? musically, business-wise, just how to, like, get paid for your music. You know, I was putting out free projects. Like, oh, that's, we just started, like, putting out projects for sale probably since Old English. That's, that's been, like, a year and some change. Yeah, I mean, it was a life-changing thing, you know what I mean? Because so I, was, of... I was in this mind state where, like, people would only, like, I was still up and coming, and I still am, but I was just in that mindset where, like... Oh, I got to give it away. I got to give it away, you know what I mean? And Ray Face started telling me, like, I don't think so, bro. Like, at this point, you know, like, maybe we need to figure it out. And streaming was still new. Yeah. Like, and it still is fairly new. But, um... 
And it's just like when we put out Steak and Shrimp 2, it was free because it was a tape with DJ Drama. But we did put it on iTunes also. And I just seen like, yo, this shit made top 20 when they could have went and got the free version too. And, you know, the checks wasn't like, no, I mean, they're not no crazy checks, but shit, they pay bills. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then like, you know, it makes shit easier for you instead of like, you rather get paid off what you do than have to go figure some other stuff out to make a dollar. You know what I mean? You actually, your passion is actually it, paying yeah. you. Money can help relieve stress, yeah, and it can help you turn down bullshit. Exactly, and you're this not is something, thirsty. Yeah, this is something I tell comedians, artists all the time. Like, I don't care if you got an Uber on the side, like whatever you have to do. The sooner you can figure out how to have your, you have power over your finances versus your finances have power yeah, over you. Man. You can start turning down bullshit, and it goes back to like quality control, where right. you're not having a like me for a minute, man. For a, for a, there was this little phase, this little era where I was basically dependent upon promoters, which in my opinion yeah, were janky. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was putting my brand in their hands, and they they're the ones doing all the marketing. And hey, man, we bringing them to Omaha or whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I see like like I see how Boosie gets his money, like in terms of he be out there doing yeah, shows, shows, yeah, shows, yeah, like. Yeah. Folks like that, I think they look at their calendar as like inventory. Like, I got this date for sale. I got this Tuesday for sale. This Monday's available. What y'all want for this Sunday? Right. I cut you a deal for a Thursday. You're always gone. But um, but the promoter thing, once I cut, I don't want, some of them are cool. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to say like once I cut them out. But once I took more control over the rollout of how is it going to be when I'm in Dallas? Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah, space yeah. it out. We yeah, space it out yeah. to where it's like, hey, man. You can't go back to Dallas for at least six, six eight months, months yeah, yeah, eight yeah. maybe a year. So tell me about um, uh, uh, I'm gonna let y'all uh, cut out of here in a minute. But Happy P, man, just tell me something about man. About he just that. a happy um, the homie Goo you, shout out to Goo and Paul Goo. Well, Paul, I mean, I'm sorry. Was, happy was working on a record, and Goo was like, "Yo, man, you should get less on his record." And that was my first time. Happy actually lives like. An exit away from me. I live in the woodlands, so mm -hmm. he's like right there at Spring. Mm -hmm. And I went over there and we did the record, and the record was crazy. It was 96. It was the one with me, Paul, and um, Max Manelli. And um, shout out to Max. And then Happy was like, man, let's just work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I, I would just come back and we started. And every record we did, I was like, dang, this is bigger than anything I've done. I'm used to rap. I was still at the time, like, I was putting out a lot of tapes and I've had already put out, you know, done Serve and Collect with Boss Hog and stuff. But we always was like on a hustle. It was more of just like hustling. Like when we would do our rap stuff with BA. So it was always like rap hustling. Like, you know, grimy in the closet or at the hog pen and just getting it done. Like mixing and mastering. That's what I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then I get around happy and I'm seeing these things happen. You know and what it, I mean? It's almost like you were allowed to use your voice as an instrument because right, you right. got all this musicality. Right. Around yeah, it. and he just showed, and you know, he showed me I can make different types of records. You know what I mean? I can make bigger records and 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 maybe find a bigger audience. We we put out some stuff. Sometimes it went over some of the fans' heads that are into like more of what they've you know used been to. used to. But it's funny because you'll watch it catch on later. Like people be like, ah, at first, and the next thing you know, they'll be saying it's their favorite thing that you ever did. Like a mm -hmm. year later, and I'm like, yeah, it took y'all a minute to catch on, yeah. but I mean that's hap hap. Like he's out here. He, had numerous hits. Man, year. I've been a fan of Happy P since he was like 17. Yeah. And he yeah. put out How You Do That how There. Do that well, there. he produced How You Do That There. Now, he's working with Elias, 
Ellie Dollar Sign, Mariah Carey, exactly. Miguel. Exactly. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm the lowest on <laughs> the totem pole, man. He has, Miguel, he has a hit with Miguel out in Travis Scott right now. You know, that's possibly going to be number one. He did all those platinum records this year with um, the chick Halsey, I think her name. Just, uh, and then um, that other group that's uh, not Imagine Dragons. It's another group that did the Transformers song. but he, I know he what did, you're talking about. Yep, uh, he yep. did that. And then you got people that just sampled Sugar. Uh, sugar, uh, sugar. Sugar, they, Sugar. You know what I mean? They so it's like took his, it, did it uh, like dance international. Yeah. For, so it's like the hits from back in the day that he did are still getting recreated. And they still eating off that, so... I remember one time I hit him up, like, uh, I think Jermaine Dupri had put out, I don't know if it was like a little Bow Wow or some artist Jermaine had put out, and, and it was a basically like an interpolation of um, how you do that there. Right, And right, I was right. like, hey, Hap, you know. Problem, problem. Yeah. Is that who it is? Was no, the, no, no, no. Pro- problem one? did it too. Yeah, problem, problem from yeah, L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, another cat, somebody, and then he was like, yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they kind of. Remixing stuff I did 10, yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. That's crazy, dude. man. Now, Hap's a genius, man. It's crazy because he's in the H. And a lot of people don't like, I mean, he's not, he doesn't just mess with everybody, but like, still, I think that's a lot of, that's a resource a lot of people here don't use. Like, everybody kind of likes to run to the same well. But I mean, I'm like, Happy's probably one of, the, <laughs> he probably, I'm not going to say probably, it's him and Mike Dean. Like, Biggest producer, engineers, guys like from the city. Period. I can't think of anybody like more successful behind the boards than them two. And he's a legendary guys, both in their own right. And man, I think like just even more up and coming guys in the city. Everybody needs to maybe like try to tap into that knowledge a little bit more of you know these OGs that we have, and not just the same guys. Like respect the Slim Bun. Yeah. Everybody like. All these dudes have helped me a ton and gave me a lot of knowledge, but there's also others. Like I said, I worked with Slim and Ray for years, but there were certain things that I didn't learn until I got with Hat because he had to show me how the game is really played. Like like I said, the streaming thing, like that works perfect for somebody like me that puts out a lot of music because it's like- It's content. It's content, yeah. We putting it out and every time, it's like you're making money when you sleep. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a million, like it's something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just and every it's time, just, it's it's culminating. So right. like five years from now, you still gonna get paid off your first exactly, project. Exactly, exactly. And he showed me that. You know what I mean? Like cause it's, it's almost like a new way of publishing. Almost. You know what I mean? Just a new way of just having your music. And out he, there. I compare it like to radio. How people, in order to get publishing checks from ASCAP and BMI, yeah. you if you weren't really getting radio play, no like for instance, yeah. my little ASCAP stuff, it's gonna have. Shit that I featured on for like other artists that had yeah. distribution. So yeah. like your Masmite, like Nori shit, yeah. And maybe if I was like on a Baby Bash album, stuff like that, that kind of gets played that way. But like all my mixtape stuff, it don't streams. Yeah. I, get, I get the streams, but but yeah. I, and then the streaming, I almost compare it to like YouTube. Like a lot of YouTubers, they'll tell you like. You actually don't make money off your newest, newest video. You're making money off of your oldest, your oldest videos. Yeah. It's starting to snowball. Yeah. And then you go to the mailbox. I had to explain that to one of the homies because one of the homies was like, yo, I see, you know, one of the rappers out here reached out and he was like, yo, I see it. You know, you, you get paid from your music, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember him commenting on it. Like, he was one of them dudes I remember back in the day being like, man, this nigga, let's put out a lot of music. Like, it was kind of like a joke. Hayden. Like, you know, just one of them, like, kind of, and I told him, I'm like, you know, I told him he called me. I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because I have a lot of music out. You guys waiting to do up and coming rappers, or if y'all are listening, like, I'm with y'all, I'm one of y'all, but if you're waiting 
six months or every other year to put out a mixtape, then you must not really want to do this. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. Because I be seeing guys put out music, and they'll, you can tell they'll be like, oh, man, this is going to be the one. They're going to feel this. It's going to change my life. Then it comes out, and a day later, you can tell they kind of sad. It's like, my nigga. <laughs> I can tell you it, it, It's not about a movement. I mean, it's not about a moment anymore. Yeah. It's about a movement. Uh-huh. Like, if you're trying to build something authentic, like, it's not about, you know, oh, I'm going to put out this song. I mean, some people get lucky like that. It happens. You know what I'm saying? And but, then they got to sustain it, though. Yeah. Because once you can't follow up with A the lot same. of these guys, like, you know, you know you're an independent artist. So I'm sure, like, you felt that, that pain, or not pain, but just that feeling of seeing somebody claim independent, but be having that whole backing behind them, and they out here moving like they're independent, and it makes these, like, these independent artists that don't really know how the stuff works, it makes them feel like, yeah, man, we just do this tape and throw it up on Instagram and, you know, the right person sees it, it we're going to just take over. No, bro. Like, these dudes that you see come out of nowhere and drop a tape at the top of live mixtapes and that piff and they, they have sign. these banners everywhere and they followers all of a sudden take off. Bro, there's this something in motion already. Yeah. They they have somebody, they have the, the marketing, the, the, the social media firm. Budget. The budget, you know what I'm saying? The label, all that's behind them. They just haven't announced it yet. You know what yeah. I mean? So... They do it a it's little just, bit backwards. I, like I was telling the guy that they hit me up, I was like, yo, man, you got to put out that music, bro. That's the only way it's going to work. Like, you got to continuously be consistent. Like, mm-hmm. like however you want to do this, you got to keep doing it. Like, all that waiting, I don't know what y'all waiting for. Like, I don't know what what y'all think is going to happen out here. They're but like, note, but well, notice Jay-Z's like, on vacation, and when he get back, he's going to see my Instagram, right, and he's going to call my saying? phone. Like, yeah, it's like, dog, notice these trap rappers, like, the ones that don't have, even ones with deals. Like, look how much music, Migos everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Offset is everywhere. Like, like Future is everywhere. These dudes grind like they... Hungry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, they grinding. There's no reason that Rick Ross should be putting out more music than you if you at the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rick Ross is out hustling. I'm still trying to keep up with Gucci, man, my damn self. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm working so hard and Gucci how, dropping like a how lot often, of music. How often are you in the studio? Uh, I'm usually like I, I'm real project based when I work, so it's like when we working on that project. Like I can't really when like just time, I'm not really going. like yeah I'm not really like just a miscellaneous studio guy like just to be there to be there. Like I have to have like something that we're doing. Like I have to be like like me and George will sit down and be like okay, it, like say we're doing steak and shrimp three. Okay, well we in that mode. So for the next two months, order me some steak and shrimp. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> that's all the, I'm eating for the next two months. We just in steak and shrimp three mode. Like everything is about that. How we gonna market this? How the music is gonna be? I'm gonna be in the studio. I'm gonna pick beats that I feel like fit the the vibe of the previous two, and then where I want to expand on it, and then we'll do that. Like when I want to do a Grand Turismo part two, we'll sit down. We'll put myself. In, I'll put myself in that zone. You know what I mean, Georgie? Like he creatively like. On a, on a marketing and a, and a visual side and everything, he puts himself in his own. We we throw ideas back and forth, and we do that. You know what I mean? So every time we have like some kind of idea, a zone that we in, that's when I'll be in the studio and I'll like be picking beats that I feel fit that vibe, or you know, just like I said, we just be in that that space. You know what I mean? So that I I've never been like a studio rat. Like where I'm just there and just laying vocals and, and random shit like yeah, yeah, point, just, like shooting arrows. I, in the I don't dark. have I have songs that aren't out, but not too many of them. Like most of it's, when I do something, it's usually for something. You know what I mean? I don't have too many records 
that aren't out. And even if they're not, I probably used a verse off of that record and put it on something. Uh, you know what I mean? You know how it goes. Like you just you just spread stuff out, man. Because when you're putting out this much music and content, and you want to, that's another thing. Like every project, we get in a different space because, like Catalina, doesn't sound like Summer Madness. You know, what I mean, Chico is not going to sound like Midnight Club. And none of that's going to sound like uh, Steak and Shrimp 3. And none of that's going to sound like Gran Turismo. Because when you're putting out a lot of music, you want to make sure you're giving them something different. It's always in the same vibe, but it's, but it's still themes. not redundant. You know what I mean? Like, the music is not going to be all this. Like, I like to switch producers. Like, like right now, me and Happy are going to lock in. We're going to work on an album. And we're going to shop that album. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put it out. We're going to find... Because I feel like what Happy does, it should be dropped on a big scale. It needs yeah. to get that push. So we gonna, you know, call in some favors, get some big shit done and save that and find a situation for it. But in the meantime, we're still gonna do all the things that we've been doing to keep feeding that demand, you know, and keep building that buzz on what we're working on. So when it is time for us to get that situation, you know, whatever partnership we decide to do with whoever, we'll just, you know, let that go. Let them take care of that, do their marketing, let them push that. And see where that goes, and then you know, keep working stuff as we do on the independent. So all your merch is available online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's man, the website? Steakandshrimp.com. Steakxshrimp. Steakxshrimp.com. Steakxshrimp.com. You can get your hoodies, snapbacks. You got music, all kinds of everything. Stuff yeah, we got the music, hoodies, physical snapback. copies, albums. Oh uh, yeah, we do all our physical. We like to do it like on a limited thing. Okay, so every time it's a new project, we get put up a limited number of like fit signed physical copies with some cool artwork and things like that. And usually, like George, I have like a bonus poster set. Uh, we'll do a, like a cool shirt, a hat, one off for the project. So, like, we got Chico coming up. We'll probably think of something cool to do for that. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. And thanks I, for I having just, me, man. Um, thanks for the inspiration, man. I, I love what y'all are doing. All of your projects have a theme. It all just kind of goes together. Uh, we're excited to see. Your future is hella bright. Thanks for putting man, thank on you, for the bro. city. Trying to get like y'all, man. Get on Netflix. <laughs> Shit. Hey, man. I, I don't. I'm still trying to get my own Netflix account. I'm gonna pay for it. The price went up. <laughs> my girl, no, my girl, big fan. Of, she loved. She loved the uh, the special you had on Netflix. Man. Dope. So, yeah, 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 we we trying to follow up, but at the same time, man, real shit. You know, we're, we're like I said, I'm taking notes, man, because like for instance, my tour for 2018, the the rollout and the visuals and everything yeah. can't look like 2017. Right, right, right. Like, what right. am I gonna call it and shit yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. And I, you know, I got music on a back burner, but even when I do juggle and 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 drop something from over there, I want to make sure that. Ah, uh, man, but you definitely laid a blue. Like what you're doing is like, like even to me, that's something that I want to do. I want to like, yeah, music is one thing, but you use music as a way to open the door. To do other bigger things, and that's just that's crazy dope, man. Like being on Netflix and, and having stand up tours and all that, man. I see the lines, you know what Thank I mean? You, man. Like, that, that, that's crazy, bro. Like that's nuts. And I tell I tell people all the time, man. Like uh, the story I always tell is um, one time a, lo- a long time ago, uh, there was a program director in Palm Springs, California, who really didn't know all the radio politics yeah, rules. Yeah. So he was still like young and a fan of, of music. And he was just like, look, this little dude got this little tape out. I like these three tracks on it. The fans like it. They're they're responding. They're requesting. So he had my stuff in rotation. Yeah. And I was like super new, 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 new to the yeah. game. And I, I was like, damn. So they, they had me out there doing like an in-store meet and greet. The line was crazy. And... um. 
and I always compare back because, like I said, there was there's ups and downs. There's certain moments in my career where it's like, huh, I wonder what what am I doing wrong to where this thing ain't really falling into place, or yeah. why is this not panning out, or or oh, I didn't I didn't know what to expect from a from a um, a major deal. You know, like yeah, yeah. when you had a, when you got a bunch of people hitting you up and you don't really know everything, you're trying to play catch up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. the point is. With the comedy, it's like we we took control again of um of at least the live appearance product, like that right, portion right. of the business, to where now now it's like okay we got it popping again to where these are the lines I saw in Palm yeah, Springs. Yeah. So nah, it's crazy, man. Like I said, that's so dope just to see because you know right now it's all about doing different things. Like even like with, with us, we did the Catalina thing and the producer that that did it, the homeboy Todd. He did all the beats on the project, and even him, like, like everybody's moving different. Like how you had a comedy, he has a um a, a TV a YouTube series called Things with Ty mm-hmm. that him and uh, my friend Tubo that worked with us on um, uh, Catalina and um, Chico also on the visuals and everything, and um like they have a like a little you know little food culture like kind of like you know like device style. Like little vlog series, TV series, and just like like that's a way for him to expand as a a, a producer, just not just be a beat guy. Like people assume it in a tie because he's like you know he's a, a character. Like they like his personality, and even with you, it's like people like your personality, and you turn that into a whole nother, you know, hustle. You know what I mean? So it's just Gosh. it's real dope to see like people like not be on, you know, just have one trick, like, to be able to do more than one thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I had people hit me up about my merch that know nothing about my music. They'll be like, yo, yeah, I just thought you were a clothing line guy. Like, you just had a cool line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's cool. Like, I I wouldn't be mind to be known as a person with a clothing line. You know what I mean? So I think it's real dope to see, like, like, like I said, like, big homies like you just take just go deeper than just rapping, cause we can't all like independence. We can't just be rappers. Like we gonna have to find more than one thing for people to tune into us all the time and be interested in what we're doing. Like when you drop your next project, I'm sure it's gonna go nuts. Just because. Well, I'm gonna have to yeah. get some consulting from you guys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if y'all ever, uh, I'm I'm learning on film writing and short yeah. films and stuff. So when y'all get ready to that, I'd love to. Hey man, give y'all if my you need a role, sense. man, holla at your boy. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm in there. No, well, hey, you just been casted for a part. We got to write you into a part, oh, man. I'm with it. All right, Ellie Dollar Sign, man. Appreciate you, dog. Man, thank you, bro. Love. Georgie in the building. <laughs> All right, bro. Peace.